Hi, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Understanding Business. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Today, we are going to check in with Lori Cheek of Cheeked. Uh, she's been on the show before, and we've talked to her about her entrepreneurial journey. Uh, first, way back, we talked uh, about her experiences on Shark Tank and then where she was taking the company. And it's always good to check in with some of the people that we've spoken to in the past because we want to see how they're evolving, what they're doing, and what new lessons we can learn. So, Lori, I'd like to thank you for being available today and for talking to us. Thanks for having me back. So, last time we spoke, I know that you were just about to implement some new changes and new developments with Cheek. And this would be a great time to talk about what you've done since we last spoke. Well, it's been a much longer struggle once again than I ever imagined. Um, you know, I, as I had spoke about on the last show, I was on the Shark Tank. Goodness, it's been almost a year and a half now. And once I left that show and, you know, I got eaten alive on national television, I had hundreds of people reaching out to me wanting to get involved and telling me not to quit. And I knew that there was something behind my concept that was golden. And I had someone that had been watching me for years come join me in my efforts. And he put the money in to to rebuild our business. So after a year and a half, we've newly launched an app, and it still kind of does the same concept as what I had pitched on the Shark Tank, which is all about making real-life connections. So now I have a Bluetooth dating app, and how it works is maybe I'm sitting on a subway or a plane with no connection to any cellular signal or internet connection, and it will make the contact via your cell phones or your smartphone. We're only on iPhone right now, but you basically get a notification that you just missed someone within your filters that has crossed your path within a 30-foot radius. So it's it's really about the right here, right now, and solving these problems of misconnections, whereas in the olden days, people would type in a, on their newspapers, I saw you on the subway this morning wearing an orange sweater. I've been thinking about you ever since. So right. our app kind of does the work for you at this point. So that's in a nutshell, what, what we've changed. So that's, that's a big change, and that's a lot of technology. The idea of using Bluetooth versus, you know, Wi-Fi or something, that's, it's pretty cool. And, um, you know, like you said, if you're in the subway and there's no signal, Wi-Fi apps that need Wi-Fi, that's not going to do you any good. So the Bluetooth thing, that, that's a unique idea for something like this. Yeah, and I think it's neat because, you know, even when you're on your morning jog, like here in New York on the West Side Highway, you pass these same people every single day. And maybe there's some some people that keep catching your eye, but you, you're, you're not really sitting at a bar where you could walk up to them. But even if your phone's in your pocket, you could get home after your run and you can see all the singles that you passed on that morning jog. And it tells you oh, yeah, that guy you've been seeing for the past five years is single. He's this old, and he does this for a living. So I think it's a nice way to kind of break the ice on the app, and then maybe the next morning you see them, you can say, hey, cutie, <laughs> yeah. I know I know who you are now. That's very cool. Now, you have really changed gears from the last time we spoke because the initial concept was the, the cards, and now you're into this pretty high-tech solution. How did that transition occur, and, and how much effort was put into this? 
Well, I had been working on those cards, which, you know, let's say I've passed that cutie on my morning jog. I could run after him and hand him a cheeked card that said, I want to see you again, but it's kind of awkward. So when my partner came on board, he basically said, let's think about how to upgrade this whole thing. Because, you know, even when I used to hand these cards out to people, I love this real life connection and be able, being able to almost touch someone with a note that said, I want to see you again. But it is a little awkward sometimes. And I would get very nervous. And, you know, I'm pretty ballsy as it is. But just imagining shy people walking up to strangers, it's, um, it's not that easy to do. So that's kind of how we started with this initial concept. And there's so many dating apps right now where you can basically be sitting in your bedroom flipping through strangers on the app trying to make connections. But it's, it's just like the old school dating websites. It's like looking for complete strangers online. Mm-hmm. And what my app is trying to do is to make people pay attention to what's right around them. You know, when you're sitting on a subway platform, if you look around, people, even without a wireless connection, are still staring down at their phones. I don't know what they're doing, if they're playing games, looking at pictures, or what they're doing, but they're not paying attention to what's right around them. So let's say you're looking down at your phone, maybe you'll get that notification that someone just crossed your path. I think it prompts you to look up and pay attention to someone's face instead of the screen on your phone. Absolutely. Now, what has happened in your business life from the last time we spoke to to now as far as lessons that you might have learned? Because last time we talked, I mean, you had a ton of, of good real-life experiences where you were able to, I think, help a lot of our listeners understand that it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of dealing with rejection and moving on, and you continue to move on and to make great strides. So what new lessons have you learned? <laughs> well, I think the interesting thing is, you know, I believed in this so much when I first launched this business five years ago. And somehow I've managed to keep it afloat. I've not ever taken a dime salary from this business. And even the guy that came on board that funded the app I, I still don't make a dime out of this. So I have to get very creative about how to pay my rent, to feed myself. I mean, but in the end, you know, I came from a career six years ago of making $120,000 a year to making zero. And I've done it for six straight years. And I just, I've never believed in anything more in my life. And this business is more than a business. It's a mission of mine at this point. And I just think the lesson I've learned is if you believe in something this strongly, you just go full throttle ahead and it will pay off in the end. I mean, I just think it's like when you're rubbing sticks together to make fire. Once you do it long enough, there's fire. There's no doubt it's going to happen. And I have been, you know, chasing my tail for so many years and I've, I've been recognized all over the world as one of the biggest hustlers in New York City in the startup scene. And it's not for nothing. I was just recently asked to uh, fly to Belfast to speak at a tech conference. I'm going there next month and they found me in an article I was just written about in Forbes magazine about all these marketing stunts I've done to keep my business alive. So um, (laughs) I think that's a long-winded way of the main lesson I've learned is um, stick to your gut and your intuition. If you believe in yourself, just go for it. Yeah, no, it's a good lesson. And the other thing that that I think people get so distracted with when they are launching a company or a brand, I think they think 
that there's instantaneous success. They'll look at other people and they'll say, oh, look how successful this person is, you know, is. And I'm sure that a ton of people look at you and say, wow, she's so successful. How did she get there? But what people fail to understand is that this is not something where, you know, you create a website, you create a product, an app, a service, and the next thing you know, you're the next big thing. This is a lot of hard work. Yeah, you know, when I first started, it's exactly what I thought, what you just said. I thought, I've got $20,000 in my savings account. I mean, this was seven years ago to build this website, and I'm going to be I, – I did the math. I remember I was going to be a billionaire in three years, and <laughs> <laughs> it's been far from that. But in the end, I feel like I have learned so much, and this has just been such a neat journey. And, you know, making all the mistakes I've made just makes you stronger. Like I always say I could be the po- poster child for what doesn't kill you will only make you stronger because at this point I feel like I can I can do anything. Um, but – yeah, and I've read uh, something funny just recently about the owners of Airbnb, and he says um, it took me a thousand days to be an overnight success. So you really you don't know what people go through before they're That's right. on on the next big thing lineup. That's right. You know, with internet today, you see a lot of these these people that are out there, and they've got these great sites, and they show you how much income they make per month, and you you're sitting there and you think to yourself, I don't understand it. I'm trying to do everything that they're doing, yet I'm not producing the results. But what you don't know is that for the last seven to ten years, they made nothing and they were working hard. And now all of a sudden it hit and then they're able to sell. But some people, they don't see that part of it. They just see the, wow, it's an overnight thing because everybody can use the Internet and everybody can make money. You can make money, but you've got to really put the time in. And, you know, in, in reality, your company is still a young company. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel so young anymore, but <laughs> it's true. And, um, you know, I've just, I've made so many sacrifices. I mean, by giving up my 15-year career in architecture and design and, you know, I've, I've had to be really creative about how to even pay my rent. I mean, I've gone from living in a beautiful studio in the West Village and now I live in, I mean, I live in like, it looks like a walk-in closet pretty much. And I've got one of those beds that you climb into. And, you know, these are the ways that I've cut costs. And I do focus groups. I walk dogs. I water plants. I house it. I sold everything that I've had that didn't matter to me on Amazon.com, eBay. Like, I mean, just everywhere. I've just gotten super creative about it. And, um, you know, I just don't care. It's <laughs> Money has become n- not the priority of this business to me. And when people look at it as maybe I'm successful, I think it's it's a huge success that it's still alive because most startups don't even make it past the year from yeah. what I've read. Yeah. And, you know, I think you are, are really on to something because people that start businesses, those of them that think, wow, this is about money, you're you're way off track because starting a business and creating a brand or a company, it has to be about the passion for that idea. Money will come, but you can't go into it thinking it's all about money and I'm going to get money. That doesn't happen. And then those people fail and burn out. And you are a prime example of somebody that your passion still drives you and you're going to do whatever it takes to get your company where you want it to be. 
Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking of the, you know, I, when I read this uh, article about me and Forbes and it had talked about some of the crazy marketing stunts I'd done, the Twitter feed started going insane about how I was inspiring other people to do their own PR. And, you know, the funny thing was when I read that article, I re-inspired myself because I had forgotten half the stuff I'd done. And, you know, when this journalist put it all into one story, I was like, I got to get back into this crazy stuff. So, I don't know. My latest uh, idea was I'm going to dress up like a superhero and get on my city bike with a huge cheeked flag and ride around Manhattan. And you know how cheap that would be? It'd be nothing. Yeah. And you know, people would take pictures of that stuff and post it on Instagram. But I don't know. I'm just I sit here brainstorming about these quirky things I can do for free marketing all the time. Well, but that's that's great, and I think that that's what makes people stand out because everybody can go and they can get a, a Google ad, or everybody can do you know, what everybody else is doing, but the unique nature of, of what you do, I think is what makes you so special and what attracts people to you. Because I mean, I think there are a ton of people that wish they were in Forbes magazine and it might not be producing millions of dollars for you, but people look up to you as a successful business person because what you've done is success. You know, you can measure it in any way you want, but your business is still alive. You are creative, you're unique, and you're really, I think, inspiring so many people. And that's a great thing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing because I remember back when I started this, I used to go listen to entrepreneurs at networking events and panel events. And all of a sudden, you know, time passed and now that's me. I mean, I'm getting recognized and asked to be on these panels and getting flown overseas to speak. And it's it's so rewarding that, you know, in the beginning I had no idea what I was doing, which I think even made me smarter because I had to make every mistake possible to learn how it is to build a business. And, you know, now that I've recently pivoted our business, I feel like I'm pretty much starting over. And this time I'm a lot smarter and I'm not going to make all those mistakes I made the first time. Yeah, and you know, I think that mistakes are are not only part of business, but a necessary part of business. And there are a lot of people out there that will say, oh, it's not a mistake, it's not failure, let's all be positive about it. I don't care what you call it. When something doesn't go right, or you've done something wrong, it's a mistake. And if you embrace that mistake and say, all right, what can I do to fix it? How can I adjust my focus? that's when you're going to be successful. When somebody ignores the, the failure or says, oh, no, it's not me, it's it's everyone else, it's the customers. <laughs> it's, and, and we both have seen people like that, that they don't realize they need to shift what they're doing. You're a perfect example again because you started in one direction and then moved into the, the app, which is something that I think people want as opposed to, you know, saying this is what we're going to do, and if it's not working, I'm not going to switch. You're going to like what I have. You said, all right, let me listen to the people and give them what they want. Yeah, I mean, you know, my card idea, I'm still in love with it. Like, I look at it like that old school cocktail napkin you slide to a, an intriguing stranger in a bar, and I just think it has this, it's just so real and it's romantic. But the reality is, Singles these days want to be looking at their phones. They want their technology. So we went for it, but we're still trying to, you know, stay with the mission of our initial concept, but we're giving them the technology. So it was, it was a little painful for me, but now we've got a really cool app. So I'm, I'm happy with it all. No, it's great. The app is free, which is nice. You know, it's, it's not, um, 
you're, you're not asking people for money to download it. And it's, it's really, I think, a great featured app. And I love the Bluetooth aspect of it. And I think it's really hitting uh, what people today are looking for, which is, you know, the ability to kind of still hide behind their screens in a sense, but have that option to go interact with people. And it's, it's very creative, and I, I really like it a lot. How do you feel when people come up to you and say to you, oh, you know, could you talk about your success or how you do this? And, and when, when people almost look up to you as, um, you know, one of these top business people in the world, how, how do you feel? Um, it's really amazing. You know, there's not a day or rarely that someone doesn't email me something about how I've inspired them to do something or to to try to build their own business. I mean, just this morning, one of my old college uh, graduates from architecture school just wrote something on LinkedIn about me that brought a tear to my eye. And, you know, I have hustled my tail off over the past seven years trying to bring this thing to life. And it just means a lot that I'm starting to get recognized for what I've done. And, um, you know, even my parents years ago, I think they were terrified of me leaving my career and taking this leap. But I think they're so proud of me. They're prouder of me now than when I was working for other people making so much money. And they've, they've been a huge support to me, too. But it also just fuels me to keep going. There's never a doubt in my mind of quitting. It's just not an option. And, you know, failure, I've failed hundreds of times. And I, like I said before, it's just made me stronger and fueled to, to never stop. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, something that you mentioned about your parents initially not uh, being eager to have you quit your job. We talked about this on another show. And I think that, you know, you're always going to have parents or, or family or colleagues that have this fear. And the fear, if they are able to impart that fear on you, you'll never do anything. You've got to be able to you know, understand the risks and, and take your own chance and not be influenced by people because I know people who were in your circumstances at a period of, of time and a friend, a family member, a parent says to them, you know what, don't do this, it's too risky. And then they don't do it and now they've missed out on, on their dream. And 30 years from now, they're going to look back and say, I, I wonder what would have happened if I had done it. And you don't have those regrets, which is great. I would be so mad at myself if I'd listened to everyone who had said there's no way. And, um, you know, even when I was trying to apply to get on the Shark Tank, I remember the partner I had at that time had said, oh, this is ridiculous. There are 50,000 people that apply to get on that show. And um, what are the chances you're going to end up on there? And, you know, out of those 50,000 people, I ended up on that show. But that was another thing that I, even though I got eaten alive on television, <laughs> it, I feel like it changed my life going on that show. And if I had listened to him, I wouldn't have gone forward. So I think it's so important to have yes people, supportive people around you. And do not, if you believe in yourself, listen to any naysaying. Now, that's, that I think is so important, so critical. And I'm sure that over the years, you know, you've developed a thick skin when it comes to, to haters and, and negative comments. But, you know, um, if you could give one tip about dealing with naysayers and people that tell you you can't, <laughs> what would that be? It's a little bit like there's no such thing as bad press. So 
when I say that, I'm like, I got some really bad press on the Shark Tank because all those investors told me to go die in a hole pretty much. Um, but similarly, naysayers are, they're talking about you. I mean, you're doing something that someone's talking about. And even after the Shark Tank, I remember how many, I mean, I got so many positive emails and comments and tweets and Facebook messages, LinkedIn, everything, like about.me. Everywhere I looked, there were people saying positive things, but, you know, there were probably a hundred people who were talking about the way I was dressed, my hair, just my nose, like all kinds of crazy things. And initially, I let it hurt my feelings. And then, you know, the the funny thing is that Shark Tank episode kept re-airing and then, it kept coming and I'm like, this is hilarious. These people are just pathetic. You know, they're hiding behind a computer screen. You can say anything you want on the internet, but like, I guarantee if those hundred people were lined up in front of me, I mean, I, I doubt anyone would have the guts to have said anything. So at least you're making a plunge when people are talking about you. Right. So no. I, I just look at it as a good thing. No, it's absolutely a, a, a good thing because, you know, you'd rather have people talking about you and, and, and bringing awareness because for every person that is a hater, you're going to find 10 people that think what you're doing is great and be inspired by you. And I would imagine that it is well worth it for, you know, you to have people that criticize you and then to sort of overturn that with the people that are saying, wow, you really inspired me. All right. So, you know, look, it's a part of, of doing business. There are, there are certain things in business that will always happen. You are going to make mistakes. You're going to have people that hate you. You're going to have people that tell you you can't do it. You're going to have uh, some, you know, interaction with the law of, uh, at some point. You're going to be sued or threatened to be sued. Those things happen. And you just have to kind of realize at the beginning that, okay, it's not going to be an easy ride. It's not going to be something that... I, I wake up every day and say, wow, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. In the big picture, it is, but you've got to accept those challenges as they come. And you've done a great job of that. And that in and of itself is inspiring for people that want to go out and start their own business. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm like, bring it on. I'll deal with it. No, and that's a great point to get to because so many times when people start experiencing negativity, they just shut down and they say, oh, I shouldn't have done this. And now I've put myself out there and I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling embarrassed. I shouldn't have done it. And your position is bring it on, which is great because now when something comes in your way, you're looking for the way around it or over it instead of dwelling on what has happened. Yeah, you know, I've, I've said before that you can run into a brick wall. And I felt like when I first started, you know, I was hitting these walls and I used to get really upset, but then I realized there's something on the other side of that wall. If you just push hard enough. So <laughs> that's who I've become building this business. Well, look, I, I think you've done a great job and, and I think that you are a great inspiration to people that, that want to go out and start their own business. And, you know, what I love about you, Lori, is that you, you, you're not full of crap. Because a lot of people you talk to and they'll say, oh, it's great. And no, I've never had a problem. And there are challenges and it's wonderful. And I've made a success of my. And, you know, it's like, come on, you know, being in it that they're just full of crap and they don't want to let people in and let them know that, hey, look, I did have challenges and I, I, it is not easy to do. And you're very honest and open. And that's what I think is so endearing about you you're willing to tell your story and willing to say here i am 
and you know take me as I am and that's great yeah I'd be making up a serious story if I weren't telling the, the struggles I've been through and it's funny I always say whenever I go to those startup co-working spaces and you ask any guy in there what's going on they're all fist bumping they're like everything's awesome dude and I'm like <laughs> I know better than that yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Lori, I, I want to thank you for taking the time again. It is always, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, if people want to contact you either for information about Cheeked or, or to book you for uh, a lecture or a seminar, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I would say via email. I like a personal message. And my email is Lori, which is L-O-R-I, at Cheeked, which is C-H-E-E-K-D, with a, like as in dog, dot com. All right, we'll put a link in the show notes for uh, you know to your email address so that people can can reach out to you. But um, you know, what do we have to look forward to in the next few months? Well, we're only on iPhone right now, so I'm hoping to uh, get started on an Android app one of these days soon. But in the meantime, I I need downloads and I need people starting to use this app because it it's tricky getting people within a thirty foot radius making connections. It's going to be a struggle, but you know I'm all about that, so I'll get it figured out. So um, I just need people downloading the app. You know, and and from my standpoint, it's a free app. It's a great app. It, it's a great concept. And so you should download it and give it a shot. If you're a single person out there, you know, this is a really great way and it's a unique way of trying to meet people. So give it a shot and, uh, you know, help support Lori because I think that Lori has given, at least they've, you've given our audience so much in, in the way of, um, you know, lessons learned. And, and a lot of people have, um, you know, followed up our shows together with some very positive comments about you and they're very thankful that, you know, you, you're sharing. So, uh, for everybody out there, fans of this show and you're single, give Lori Zapp a shot and, and, and see what she's doing. Well, and it's low energy Bluetooth, so it doesn't drain your battery. Yep. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, Lori. Well, listen, thanks again so much. We'll be in touch and I'll have you back on so you can update us again. Uh, again, always a pleasure and I wish you the best. Okay, thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. Bye. So, just finished up with Lori Cheek, and, um, you know, we've had her on in the past. She's talked about her struggles, and, and now, you know, she's talked about these changes that she's made to her company and the development of this Bluetooth app, which is great. And, um, you know, I, I think that where Lori is unique... I think, is the fact that she's open and honest. And, and you've got to love that about her because she is not, she's just not afraid to be herself and to tell you that it's not easy and that she has to work hard. She's not running around saying, I'm great. And that's what so many entrepreneurs do. And, you know, you, you, you can't connect with them. I, I think Lori is a really sweet, really nice person and a really good business person because she's not just giving up and she's also shifting her focus, giving people what they want, not saying you're going to take these cards and you're going to use them. Instead, she said, let's figure out what's going to work and let's make that shift. And that's what she's done with the app. So um, I'm very thankful to have her on the show and to um, you know have her as somebody giving advice to our audience. So I encourage you to check her out, learn more about her, uh, visit her online, or email her 
and uh, and ask her questions because she's been really super generous with respect to answering people's questions. So, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Understanding Business. Don't forget to check out utlradio.com for more free business and legal information.